Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. That music sounds better now that we've that we've. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Look, sounded a bit look. like Ric Flair. Listen, right? This is new editing. So, because we're starting the podcast without the music, you know, it's 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 you've got to acclimatize to it. So, so, so hopefully, when I edit this in later, the music sounds crisp and everyone's gonna be like, "Boom! You guys have smashed it!" And remember last time we were talking about getting an editor, and now we don't need one because you've got you got me. That's what I said last week, mate. We don't we don't need anyone. Just me and you, man. That's all we need. So we got. We all we got. That's all we need. Oh. Sorry, oh. I was just you having a... sipping my beer there for a second. You, have, mate, you, ruined, you ruined my chant, and it would have been really <laughs> funny, but uh, uh, let's go again, let's go again. We are, we got. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you idiot. Um, what are you drinking anyway? Uh, I've gone for a brew dog this week. <sighs> brew dog? Which yeah. one you Elvis juice. Oh, solid. Is, which, solid is be- which is the best one? I think on the mainstream oh. brew dogs. I do think that the that the Elvis juice is is up there as a premium premium beer. I think at the end of this, I know we keep talking about we're going to do the um, uh, kind of review of all these beers. At the end, I think we might have to have like a league table where we rank them, and I think that Elvis juice is probably going to be up there near the end because I can certainly vouch for how good a beer that is actually. Yeah, I think it's better than what we've had so far, Heineken. And yep. the uh, oh, Cam's and Pale. So Cam. that was yeah. good. But yeah, Brewdog, uh, Elvis Juice. It's got to be number one. Got to be number one. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving, loving what's going on there at the moment. So I've had what have I had? So I started off with, um, oh, I can't even remember what I had. Now. Oh, a Gypsy Hill Hepcat, which is great. And then I had yesterday, I had a, uh, yesterday, yes, bloody hell, last week. I'm losing the day. This is what's happening with COVID, mate. Every day is just the same. Um, uh, then we had an ESB Fuller's, which was okay. You know, nothing to write home about. And today I've got myself a Jubal Alpine beer, which is cut with peach. 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 Mm. Wow. 
So it's my first taste of it. So let's give it a go. One sec. <laughs> Peach. Interesting. Oh god, that's very summery. Um. Oh, you could you could sink about ten of those literally just sat here. Oh mate, that's so easy drinking. Right, I'm gonna have to send. I'm gonna have to send you a crate of those at some point, so you can try that out. But um, very very good beer actually. These guys. What um, happened to um our beer that we we uh me you and uh, the chomp did? Oh, the one we did over in um, Brixton. Yeah. Did that just, just like disappear. Wait, we were meant to go back and pick it up. That they've they've clearly spilled that down, haven't they? Or or, or fed that to the cats? Yeah, uh, it wasn't great, was it? No, it wasn't. To be fair, I, I think you you us were pretty pretty inebriated by the end of it, so it probably wasn't um, probably wasn't the best, was it? Yeah, I think uh, they they had they served this banana flavored beer, and I was absolutely hammered. <laughs> I, I just can't remember much of it. Actually, you were fucking <coughs> hilarious, right? When when we were um, when we when they sent us outside in the rain to go pick the hops. Oh god! Which one? I was like, why the fuck are we picking hops, right? Like, I've come here, we've paid you to drink beer and make it's a party beer. experience, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh yes, we've got these authentic Brixton hops. And it's like, I'm not going to lie, mate. There's probably like a ton of weed being smoked around the streets here. <laughs> right? I don't think I want these hops that are coming here infused with marijuana. But anyway, this is a family show. It's a family show. So uh, maybe let's uh, let's leave that out. But maybe we should go back and do one of those. Yeah, we should get our own kit. Do our own. Well, we actually, well, actually, no. Didn't, didn't, we, didn't we actually get a given a kit? Actually, I've got it. I've got the kit here. I can see it. So I've got the. They gave us these bottles and uh, to pour them in. Anyway, we'll do it. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone's probably getting a bit bored of our chat about beer. But, um, <laughs> At the minute, brew dog. There we go. That's there we one. go. There we go. Fine. Um, so, how's your how's your week been, mate? I know it's uh, it's, it's age old question of COVID. Not a lot's going on, but what's uh, obviously the draft happened. But let's leave that out for for a bit. What else has been going on? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. I think, as you said, COVID-19 sort of squashes our times, but it uh, seems to be a bit more light at the end of the tunnel, doesn't it? With potential sport coming back in June. Mm. And um, hopefully a few things more open up in May and uh, hopefully get our lives back soon enough. Uh, you know it's been a while now. Yeah, just it's been going on going on for a bit. We've got Bojo back, so uh, which is good. <clears throat> I know... Um, some people probably don't care as much as uh, some others, but um, I, I personally uh, got a conspiracy theory that he didn't have it. Why? Why do you think that? Just to get, just to get people to behave. I mean, it, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and believe it. But it's actually not far that far fetched. I mean, it could be because I mean, he's come back looking great. You know, he's like ready. He's got kids. Well, his kids born today. Yeah. Well, yeah, great, great to a relative amount, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, th- to be fair, this week was, uh, it's, it has been an interesting week because, I mean, it seems like, the, you know, kind of the last few days since we last did the podcast, uh, things have, uh, personally for me anyway, been slightly more positive. Uh, again, obviously, the whole point of this uh, episode is, is kind of a draft recap, so we'll come back to that. But that was a nice little bit of normality to... Although it was weird and, you know, had Roger Goodell, like, 
waving to pre-recorded fans, which is really cringy, and uh, you know, trying to do these hugs on webcam, which are bloody ridiculous. But you know, at least the draft still happened, um, and uh, you, you know, so it was nice, nice to have a bit of that. And uh, obviously, with we're hearing that the German football is starting back up. Is it next week? Um, I feel oh. like you're going to get many, many fans of German German Bundesliga coming up now because people will be able to watch that next week. Um, I'm thinking of becoming a Dortmund fan for for the time being. Yeah, I think we're all going to be Bundesliga fans all of a sudden. <laughs> well, yeah, teams, we? yeah, yeah. Well, we might as well, right? I think else to do. I was hearing, I was hearing that obviously, the, you know, the Italian, some of the Italian guys are going back, and I mean, a bit closer to home. Um, I was listening uh, listen to another podcast actually, which is an Arsenal one, and they were they were saying that the uh, Arsenal boys are being invited now to come back to training uh, in in batches of five, um, so they can come in. So obviously not they're all not all coming back at the same time. Obviously try and manage it, but also importantly, um, uh, they're doing it. Uh, it's voluntary, so they don't one they don't have to come, which obviously is, I guess, an issue in itself. But you, you know, the point of what I'm saying is it's positive that's happening. I know the F1 uh, talking about the start in June or July time, mm. and certainly uh, rugby uh, as well is is kind of looking towards that. So you, you know what, it might be pushed. It might not be till August, September. We might be getting excited, but at least it's um, you know giving us some of that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, which is what we need. Yeah, it's been. Um, it's a, do you know what? An interesting one I wanted to bring up because I mean, I, I literally actually have only come off listening to this podcast uh, and it was the Arsenal one I was talking about. And an interesting one for you actually is um, so I'm not going to go too much into it, but like media and journalism, like it's been a really interesting topic of this year, um, especially during COVID because, you know, Boris Johnson will come back and then they will report it as he's been on holiday in St. Kitts or something like that, right? And it's interesting because there was a period and you sent me a lot of stuff about it. And, and you know, Caveat to this, I'm fairly certain Aubameyang probably will leave Arsenal, but there was all these reports, all the red tops putting out the sun, the mirror, all these waste man newspapers, right, mm-hmm. were putting out <laughs> uh, that he's leaving. And, and, you know, it turns out like his dad is like, well, no, look, you know, we want, him, we want him to sign a contract, you know, we're just trying to get the right deal and we want him to stay there. So it's just, it's just, it's just an interesting period because there's, there's a lot of bullshit and a lot of fake news going around. I don't, I don't know if you're seeing much of that. I think that's just sport, though, isn't it? Especially football. When it comes to transfer rumours, there's always the media just trying to create more stories just so people, as you said, buy the papers, right? The Sun, the Mirror, all the papers you mentioned. They love creating stories for people to join on. But um, I think, unfortunately, Aubameyang, like every other Arsenal great, seems to go to Pastanou to find trophies, doesn't he? Seems to be the trend over the last 10, 15 years, unfortunately, for Arsenal. Unfortunately, I know oh, it's not great, but we'll see. I mean, I hear reports as well that uh, Pochettino is in line for um, <clears throat> the Newcastle job. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it if he does come. I mean, we're offering him 19 million a year, which is crazy amount of money. Probably tells you how much these guys actually have. Um, but I think mm-hmm. he's ideal for us because a lot of people have said we should give Steve Bruce a chance, and I appreciate that. But if you're going to throw 200 million, you know, per season, you want to start with the right managers off the bat, not waste time and money and then sack the manager and start again. So you might as well start. And I think Pochettino done well for Tottenham. Didn't win anything, as we all know, as you as an Arsenal fan has pointed out many times. Tottenham didn't win yeah. anything. Um, but I think for Newcastle, I think he's, he'd be ideal. Good young manager, knows the league. 
help us out. So I think it'd be ideal for us. I think it's I think it's fantastic. I think it'd be fantastic for you guys. Yeah, I think he's perfect. I think it's the right. I think it's the right club. You know, he he clearly have much. I dislike talking about Tottenham. He he clearly has um you know taken a, a pretty rubbish team and you know turned them into quite a competitive side. And I think that's what you need at the moment. I think I think Newcastle need to just get back in and amongst those Champions League spots, in and amongst those kind of the big guys, I guess. Uh, and then you know, then you can start talking about you know whether you're you're looking at um, y- you know signing your Mbappes and all these kind of guys. So um, yeah. good luck with that, mate. Uh, I hope I hope it hope it works out for you guys. Um, well, yeah, hope it goes through soon. Well, apparently it's pending, so it's only a matter of time now. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then. Um, so I guess with that, we might as well just kind of crack on and get into the episode. I mean, we you know don't have too much time. So this week, guys, we want to we want to just obviously do uh, a recap of the draft. Obviously, it was a highlight of uh, most of our guys' weeks um, gone, and uh, you know some people are happy, some people aren't. And uh, so we thought that we'd do that for you, uh, Maka. I mean, I'll kind of reel off any of like the big ticket stuff. We're not going to go in too depth, uh, you know, with all respect on any of the third and fourth rounders and, and, and anything a bit later. But you know, if there's anything important there, we'll, we'll, we'll highlight that. Um, and then uh, what we'll do is just kind of relate it back to our uh, last two episodes, which were kind of a recap of the AFC and NFC, where we kind of gave a bit of an update after the uh, free agency. And see where we think those teams stand, and and you know whether we think maybe uh, it's actually helped them, whether they've addressed their issues, and uh, we'll go from there. We're going to try and keep it quite snapshot, try and keep it to a minute per team. There'll obviously be some which we'll uh, probably run over on, but uh, bear with us, and hopefully we'll uh, get to your team as soon as possible. Um, so Maka, unless you've got uh, any other other business to start, should we should we crack straight into it? Cause we've got yeah, quite let's lots do it. Let's All right. Well, let's uh, let's kick it off then. So let, let's start with uh, we're gonna, we'll go alphabetically, uh, you know. So we're not going to split it up with NFC and AFC, but let's, go, let's start with the uh, with the Cardinals. Uh, so they've they obviously took uh, Isaiah Simmons uh, number eight overall. Uh, you know they've got a couple. Of, they've addressed kind of the offensive line, the defensive tackle there as well, uh, and a couple of positions there. I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, how is that going to affect them? Like you know, moving forward with all the kind of acquisitions that they've had there. I think overall they've got better. Obviously, if we can include Hopkins um, and Drake as well. I think Simmons is a good. They had to take him at eighth. Um, he's just a versatile defender like the Honey Badger. Got to take him. The only issue is I don't think they've improved their offensive line, which is I think is going to hold them back because last year Murray got sacked 48 times. Mm-hmm. That's that's way too much. I know he brings it on himself a little bit, but. Um, I think that's the only issue. I don't think they've resolved their offensive line issues, but um, everything else looks relatively good for for the Cardinals. Perfect, perfect, awesome. Well, let, we'll uh, move straight on to the Falcons. Uh, they um, they obviously picked up uh, AJ Terrell was their kind of first pick. It was sixteen overall, um, and obviously you know you know we, we you and I are quite excited by them uh, over over the kind of uh, free agency and what they've been doing there. So I mean uh, you know obviously they've picked a few other guys. They've got a couple. Of, they've got a defensive tackle. Picked up a safety. What do you th- what are you thinking with them? Um, yeah, I think I think Gurley will help them out on offense for sure. I think he's an upgrade from Freeman and what they've had previously. Um, offensively they look really good but defensively they've been let down over the years and as you touched on they've spent a lot of their draft cap on defensive players especially the first pick on the corner mm. um, unfortunately the Falcons since their Super Bowl tri- um, effort they just seem to be in the middle of the road team mm-hmm. and 
I just find they don't seem to get a top 10 pick where they're able to really make a splash. And that's why they seem to, I mean, their offense always carries them enough wins to sort of keep them mid-table, which is a bit of a shame. I still think they're going to be okay this year. Offensively, they're going to be great. But I think there's two decent teams in their division, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, who are just going to be better. But um, yeah. I think they've, they've made the right transactions with looking at the defense, which was a massive issue. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think you're right there. Uh, certainly, ones to be excited about, aren't they? Still, so um, Fantasy, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, and then moving on to some of the rivals in the AFC North, uh, to the Steelers, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I mean, just having a quick look at them, and I, you know, they're a bit of they're a bit like Tottenham to me. I hate kind of looking at what they do, and it, you know, it's kind of going well. But you know, I mean, they've they've gone. You know they took the first pick overall was Patrick Queen the uh, the linebacker at number twenty eight overall, um, which you know they, they they kind of had to address a little bit of their defensive. So I mean they were pretty strong there anyway. But I mean obviously there's a couple other guys there. They've gone you know they've gone two guys on the on the offensive line, um, but they seem they seem like they've had a pretty good draft actually. What what, what do you think? What do you think with them, Coach? Yeah, I think obviously last year they were. A very good team, surprised a lot of people. I mean, they bring brought in Campbell as well, haven't they? In the defensive line. Oh um, uh, yeah, exactly. So they've brought they brought in some good players. Obviously, Queen's a good player. Um, they've brought in a couple of guards because Yander's retired, who's going to be mm-hmm. a huge, huge loss, and I think that's going to impact them quite a bit. They spent their second pick on a running back, which was quite interesting. And I think yeah. that's, that's one of the things we probably need to sort of emphasise because I think it's going to hurt Mark Ingram quite a bit. Because um, mm-hmm. Mark Ingram was a top ten running back last year, I think he's probably going to start to struggle this year to do that. So we'll probably do a bit more analysis on that when we come round, because that's going to be a bit more of a committee. I just yep. think with Ravens, um, last year was their year. Mm-hmm. I think they've missed the boat on that, but they just don't seem to be having any wide receivers, which I think is going to cost them in the end. I know they've got Marquise Brown, but I think they need some more offensive weapons for Jackson. You think that they just? I mean, they clearly seem to be look like they're going quite heavy on that that run offense, and I think, like you said yeah. rightly before, um, you know they're gonna they might they might uh, get sussed out, I guess. Um, uh, moving on to the Buffalo Bills, um, they, they you know they they were kind of a bit further down. They had kind of their first pick was number fifty four overall, picked uh, AJ Epen- Epenezer. I'm not sure if that's how, how you pronounce it. I would uh, try and pretend to <laughs> <laughs> give that a go. Yeah. Um, so they picked him, uh, and then they actually, interestingly, I mean, I, I, I say, I guess it's not really interestingly because they picked um, a running back in Zach Moss, number eight six overall. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to see my boy Christian Wade do well, um, but. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we 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 certainly think they're going to be quite strong this year, uh, especially with Stefan Diggs. But how how do you think the drafts affected them? Yeah, I think obviously you touched on Stefan Diggs was effectively their first pick, um, mm. and I think he's a good acquisition for them because they needed another receiver f- for sure for Josh Allen. Defensively, they're very good. I think Zach Moss is going to hurt Singletary, and yep. mainly because a lot of people in the, in the Bills team organization was saying that Singletary is a little bit too small to be a goal line back, hence why they signed okay. Frank Gore last year. Now they've got Zach Moss in. I just think Singletary for fantasy level is going to be a bit of an issue. But um, overall, this is their year, isn't it? Because the Patriots yeah. are um, on the way out and uh, Miami and Jets are rebuilding just as them. So this is their chance to really make a splash. So I think I think they're in a good I think they're in a very good spot um, after the Diggs acquisition anyway. 
yeah, with their so, defensive players. So certainly, what I mean, uh, we'll come on to my boys Steelers later, but certainly, uh, you know, value in trading up to to potentially for those that first round to get something quite of quality there. Um, excited by them, yep. but yeah, um, uh, obviously, sorry guys, we're kind of trying to reel off through these as quick as we can, but we're going to highlight the biggest kind of points uh, of the draft for you guys. So moving on to the Panthers. Um, I mean, you know, we we actually stayed up and watched it with uh, with the chump who uh, our, our pal who actually is a big Panthers fan, and I mean, it looks like they basically didn't address anything in their offense, did they? Which uh, which is a bit right. concerning, and uh, you know, we know that um, our our friend uh, the chump was quite in, interested in them picking Isaiah Simmons, but they seem to have passed on him, uh, and then you know went went for uh, Derek Brown, uh, I guess number seven. I mean, obviously, clearly not a bad pick in, in any in any way, but. Um, I mean, they didn't seem to address any of their their offensive issues. No, I think um, you touched on the one. Obviously, Simmons was the guy that most people thought they'd end up with, but um, taking the defensive tackle wasn't the end of the world. Um, mm. Offensively, they they done a little bit in free agency. Obviously, bringing in Teddy B, um, getting Bobby Anderson, Robbie Anderson in, um, and they've obviously tied McCaffrey down. So they have kind of done it already but um, I just think with their changes on coaching staff offensive line they've lost Cam Newton they've lost Luke Keekley, they've lost Bradbury they've lost uh, Greg Olsen they've lost a lot of key experienced players and I think um, this guy's just going to take a bit of time to replace all of them and I think they've just spent a lot of cap on their defence so mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'd like, like to see how they do. Uh, you know, again for the sanity of the Trump, uh, you know, I do hope they do well, but uh, I feel they're gonna. I feel they're they're gonna a tough decision as well. Yeah, it's probably probably not going to go so well for them. Um, moving on to the Bears, um, and <laughs> this is this is a bit of a car crash, isn't it? Uh, I guess I mean you know they're still suffering from the uh, I guess the Khalil Mack. Uh, trade so you know they didn't have a first round pick again uh, and, and, and picked uh, Cole Kmet uh, which is probably another one of those names to add to your list there sir um, in terms of pronouncing stuff but yeah they I mean I, I struggle to see any excitement in that but you know you know, it doesn't mean I'm right you know lo- love to hear your opinion on that. Yeah I think they got a lot of we talked about them a couple of weeks back didn't we where we just don't know what their offense is going to do with Foles and Trubisky it's just an issue there straight away I think they've got about 10 tight ends on their roster now, which is mm-hmm. far too many. <laughs> I think it's good for Alan Robinson. I think and David Montgomery, I think they'll be bouncing back for fantasy level. Defensively, they're still good, but um, they're a long way short of Green Bay and Minnesota, aren't they? So um, <clears throat> I don't think well, they didn't have enough draft cap, but to draft the tight end in their second round was a bit um, not something they probably should have done because they've got Jimmy Graham and other tight ends. So. Yeah, it's interesting that what they did there, really, isn't it? Um, but hey, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Again, not a team I'm massively excited about. And don't really think that their um, draft really helped them. But um, uh, let's move on to the uh, another one of the AFC North uh, rivals for us, and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, they got first uh, overall pick, and Joe Burrow, who clearly is is, is you know is a very very good talent. Uh, and you know they've also picked up another receiver in T Higgins from Clemson. Um, so you know it looks like looks like they're that you know that rebuild certainly is starting now. Um, you know I'd like to see the guy do good. You know he, you know he had pretty good end of year. Um, he won the Heisman as well. So um, I, I think it's a weird division, the AFC North. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased about um, about the Steelers, but. I think I think it could be quite quite contested. Um, I think they could look like they're going to be contesting. Sorry, is what I mean. There. What, what's your what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's a tough division 
for sure. The other three teams are good. I, I love this. It looks like an exciting offense now with him, AJ Green, Joe Mixon, Higgins, Tyler Boyd, John Ross. Defensive line should be back. So I'm really, really pumped for their offense. I think it's going to be a real bounce back team on that side. But defensively, they haven't done enough. Um, yeah. Free agency or in the in the draft to address a lot of issues on defense. So they're going to concede a lot of points. Um, yeah, and I think all round team they're not as good as the other three in their league. At the, no, at the minute, no, but, uh, and and you know the age-old sport saying goes, you know, defense wins your leagues, uh, and you know the offense decides by how much. So, yeah, they they're certainly going to be weak in that department there. But um, so moving on to uh, our third um, AFC North uh, rivals is the Cleveland Browns, uh, and they they seem to have done okay. You know, I mean, they they started their their um, rebuild, I guess, last year, the year before. Uh, they picked up the tenth uh, overall pick, which was Jedrick Will- Wills, uh, the offensive tackle, and then uh, they've gone for a safety as well. So they've they've, they've certainly looked like they've addressed some of the positions that they needed. Um, I mean, how do you think how do you think they're going to do um, in that tough tough uh, conference? Yeah, I think I think they've got a new coaching staff, which I think will help them massively. They've brought in um, uh, Colin from Titans as well. So they've addressed the defensive line issue, which is the massive, massive part. I just still feel, as we touched on last week with the Browns, they've still got to work out what they're doing with their offensive weapons because they've got too many options. And I think it's just going to confuse them again and confuse Mayfield. So decide what they're going to do and then go from there because they've got too many players. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. It's interesting that one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we, we still don't know what's happening with Brown yet. Uh, Brown, sorry, uh, OBJ. So that be one yeah. to that be yeah. one to keep an eye on as well. Um, and then we move on to uh, Big Mac's team, uh, your brother's Dallas Cowboys. Who um, <laughs> interesting, you know? We you know we didn't we certainly didn't think that they needed to address the kind of wide receiver position, and, and you know certainly took out you know if not uh, the second you know one of the top two wide receiver options in CD Lamb. At seventeen overall, which uh, I guess you know you draft you draft the best that's out there, but you know is is that somewhere where they needed to address initially? Um, I'll, I'll let you go into that and uh, give your opinion. Um, yes and no. Um, no, in the sense that they really have got Cooper and Gallup and Jarwin Zeke. They've got a lot of weapons. <clears throat> needed to sort of improve the defense. But what you touched on there is he's an elite player, Lamb. <laughs> And the players that are available probably just wasn't to Dallas's taste, and they took the better player. He'll play in the slot, which would be good for him because that's where Dak throws most of his balls to, which would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, so this is what the rumors are that uh, Jerry Jones knew that the Eagles needed a wide receiver, <laughs> and he took CD Lamb just to sort of spite them. Oh, that that sounds like such a Jerry Jones move, doesn't <laughs> it? So. And also to. Um, it's obviously helped them in the division, so. Oh God! Right, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll there see what go. happens there. So you think you think you think they'll be uh, significantly stronger than last year? I mean, we, you know, we all expected them to do quite well last year, but they uh, fell fell a bit short. But um, hopefully, you know, they do well. I think they'll do well. I think I'm going to put a cheeky bet, and if no injuries happen, I think Dak Prescott will be QB one next year. Fantasy. Interesting, interesting, bold move. Right, we'll uh, we'll, we'll stick to that because we got we get a few a few uh, bets that stick on here, don't they? Um, right, uh, moving on to our Denver Broncos. Uh, I mean, so they took uh, Jerry Judy, the other the other star wide receiver there, potentially number one overall. I mean, they they, they actually went uh, wide receiver one and wide receiver two as well in their second pick. So. Um, 
I mean, there's there they're, they're a difficult one I find with these guys. So um, I'm, I'm going to leave it to you. I'll be honest because I'm, I'm a bit indifferent on them. I think everyone are because they're not sure what to expect. But um, I think I said to you last week they're going to surprise a few people. They brought in the right players with Melvin Gordon, for example. Judy's going to help. They've brought in some more weapons. Locke looked good last year as a quarterback. Now he's got weapons. And I think Pat Schumann is going to help him as an offensive coordinator. So I think, and the defensive is we touched on a very good team. I think they're going to surprise yeah. a few people. I like it. I like where they've gone with this draft. I think they're one of the yeah. winners for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I know a lot. Of, a lot of the uh, so-called experts have given them quite a high, <laughs> a high uh, grade for their draft. Um, yeah, m- moving well. on to moving on to the Detroit Lions, and uh, they went third overall and picked Jeff Okuda, um, the quarterback who clearly is, you know, potential franchise level uh, quarterback. And then I also went for DeAndre Swift, who who also was, uh, you know, one of the top running back options there as well. I mean, I, I personally think that they've they've uh, significantly increased their um, chances and, and ranks this year. Obviously, they're in quite a tough division as well. And, mm. uh, but what, what do you think there? Yeah, I think it's actually something they've, they've recruited some good players in the draft. I think Swift is going to help them. But I still think him and Johnson will become a committee. I don't think Johnson's going away. So I think yeah. they'll bump into each other. But um, if Stafford gets back fit, they've got Kenny Golladay as well. So offensively, they look good. Um, can they compete with Green Bay and Deach, uh, Minnesota? I'm not sure. But um, give them a run for their money. Team. Yeah, they're building uh, over, the, over the years. So um, I, like, I like their picks. I, mean, I think yeah. they've, they've done well. Um, yeah. Well, I guess sticking we'll sticking the Swift a bit more when we when we get to the fantasy yeah. season. I was going to say he would certainly be interesting, uh, and I mean sticking sticking with their with their kind of division rivals, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, I mean, I think this was probably probably the probably the biggest surprise that I think came uh, came all the way at the pick number twenty six. I mean, some people will probably say it's not a surprise, but you know, picking uh, Jordan Love, who <laughs> I know you were talking to me about potentially the pa- pa- the Patriots. Um, Going for him potentially, uh, but you can see you guys traded away from that once uh, once the Green Bay Packers picked him. So I mean that's an interesting move, isn't it? I mean I guess one point to make is you know Rogers has been injured quite a bit, uh, and you know you probably do need someone to to kind of be able to step in and and you know, pick up pick up from where he sometimes has to miss a few games. But uh, interesting. Yeah, it's, tr- it's a tricky one. I think everybody's laughed at Green Bay's overall draft, right? Um, and the thing is, they went to the NFC Championship game last year, and it's just a case of improving that team to, mm. to be a Super Bowl team, and they just didn't do it at all. Yeah. And uh, Rogers has got another three or four years left, I would say. Yeah. So to get a quarterback in, I know you got your fifth-year option as as a quarterback, but I think it's a strange move. The other strange move they did was they brought in another running back, um, which is yeah. And they've got Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, who you know very very good. So why bring in another running back? I don't, I, it just didn't make any sense. Um, I mean, there was one thing I wanted to bring up here because, uh, again, just kind of being a bit more engrossed in the Steelers, it was a couple of um, ideas that were thrown about, I guess, could apply here. I mean, could could they be using these picks to, you know, potentially leverage further trades that could happen? Um, you know, certainly not off the books. I mean, they, you know, they're very strong at the running back position. Um, so, I mean, is there is there an element of that, or is that just kind of you know clutching at straws to see? Oh, to I think, yeah, I think it's clutching at straws. I think I think it's just shocking how many good wide receivers there was, and he just didn't yeah. take one. Yeah, <laughs> strange, shocking. But, strange uh, pick. Good luck, Rogers. 
Um, and then uh, coming back into the AFC with the Houston Texans, uh, you know, they picked Ross Blacklock at 40 overall. Uh, and then they uh, also, uh, you know, it's certainly addressing their defensive issues there, which, uh, you know, looks like looks like they've done OK. Uh, I mean, picked, picked a wide receiver last, which... Uh, you know they probably do need a little bit with with uh, Hopkins gone, but um, I mean, I think they're a bit of a meh draft as well. But I don't, I don't know what you think. Maybe. Yeah. Again, I mean, they they gave away their first round pick, didn't they, for um, Tunsil? Uh, yeah. To, uh, the offensive tackle. Sorry. From yeah. Miami. So um, they did that already. But yeah, I think you know the Hopkins trade is always the big thing for Houston this year. Whether this works with Cooks and so on. Um, the biggest news is David Johnson. There's no running back picked up, and I think that's good news for David Johnson in terms of fantasy. But yeah, um, yeah I think there's still a lot of holes on their defense um, to be a top team in the AFC, unfortunately. Fantastic. Um, and then uh, moving on to the Colts, staying in the AFC there. Uh, <laughs> the Colts uh, picked yep. um, picked Pittman. Uh, again, probably one of those one of those kind of top five uh, wide receiver prospects there. So that's thirty fourth overall, uh, and then went went with a went with the running back, which uh, probably is not a bad shout. And uh, Jonathan Taylor again, he was one of the top running back uh, prospects available as well. Um, I I, I want to say I, th- I think they probably have um, done well here, um, but but what do you think? I think yeah, if you look at the first pick as um, Butner. And they've brought yeah. Pittman in um, to help T.Y. Hilton, to help mm-hmm. Philip Rivers. They've got a great offensive line. Yeah. And Taylor comes in because Marlon Mack just can't stay on the field, can he? So you bring in Taylor. Now you've got Taylor and Mack. Um, uh, Rivers has supported running backs all his career. I, I think it's a really good move. I think yeah. I think their their draft has put them in the mix for sure. Um, Titans are still very good, but they've got an outside chance now, I think. Yeah, I do. To come out. I do, I do like the looks of the Colts, and uh, you know, like to see them do well. I guess it just depends on Rivers, right? I think yeah. he's, he's the one. Um, whether he's able to play his level, because <laughs> yeah. he did look a bit ropey last year. Um, and then going on to the Jags, uh, this was an interesting one. I mean, I again, I was you know, both of us were you know, uh, as we said, we were you know, you were on Twitter, I was on Instagram, and you know, I was trying, I was trying to find kind of uh, a bit of content to post onto our pages uh, from other sides. So the Jags were relatively quiet over over the first day or two. Um, I mean, you know, they obviously picked CJ Henson ninth overall, and then uh, another name for you to add, Clevon Chizon. I'm not sure you can say it, but um, there's interesting. Again, I mean, the the so-called experts have uh, rated their drafts quite high. I mean, I think it's always going to be quite hard when you lose uh, Boyer and uh, Ramsey. Uh, So, I I don't know. It's it's hard to be excited about them, but, you know, it looks like they've done okay in the draft. Yeah, I think think they've unfortunately had to... you know, scrap and start again, haven't they? They've lost a lot of players on defense, and they're still trying to get rid of a couple of people as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Fournette's also on the way out. Um, and they're on full rebuild mode, and I think also they're on the full tank mode as well because they want to have Lawrence next year at quarterback. <laughs> I'm 100 percent certain that's what they're aiming for. Um, but yeah, I think overall they've brought in some good players. They had a lot of draft picks, and I think they've used them well to um, cover the areas but uh, this is a team that's got absolutely no intention of trying to make the playoffs so <laughs> there we go I mean um, and then flipping it completely on the opposite um, 
the opposite side of, uh, I guess, the game. You've got the Kansas City Chiefs who, uh, you know, we were saying before, quite hard to, to better what they did uh, last year. And, um, I mean, you know, they, they haven't really lost too many um, key cogs to, to, to that kind of machine, I guess. But obviously address the running back position straight away. Um, and then, uh, I mean, you know, I, I still think they're probably the ones to beat in the AFC. But uh, how do you think their draft has impacted their chances? Yeah, I think um, they've retained all their players, which was the most important part, for sure. Um, so they haven't got any issues there. The running back was, was an interesting one because Patrick Mahomes apparently uh, said to Andy Reid, that's the running back that he wants. Okay. Um, which I think is an, you know, an interesting part because that means that this guy is going to be key to this offense, for sure. Um, Andy Reid had the choice of all the running backs and he chose this one. And I think that was the one area they needed to strengthen. As you know, I had McCoy and Williams last year and it was an absolute disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing I will say about the running backs, a lot of fantasy experts are high on him. He's five foot seven. <laughs> and I, I'm, so he's I'm, taller than you then? <laughs> no, he's not. He's, um, taller than, <laughs> he's taller than the chump. Um, yeah, there we but, go. Um, I think that's the thing that we might need to be careful on when we talk about fantasy running backs at some point is he might yep. just be just a little bit too small. But we'll see. Yeah, fair we'll enough. See. Fair enough. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to come into that later. I'm sure we'll have a, a running back heavy uh, podcast coming up very soon for you guys. Um, the Raiders. The Raiders is an interesting one. Um, I mean, again, we were watching with uh, the reporter um, from, yep. from if you guys remember him, uh, you know, he was, he was going through and, you know, he was quite hopeful to be picking one of Jerry Judy or CD Lamb. And they've gone with Henry Ruggs, which was, uh, you know, was picked before those guys. So it's clearly they wanted him. Um, you, you know, I don't, I don't think he's, I mean, look, on paper, are the other two better than him? Probably. But, you know, Ruggs does show some real, real ability, uh, you know, that that kind of deep threat. I mean, he's super pacey, isn't he? I mean, he was outrunning almost everything that, you know, he was he was playing with in college. So uh, it's an interesting one. Um, You know, I think I think they've done. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to give the floor to you here on this one. I like the pick. I like Ruggs. I think um, I mean, my sort of. My dad, who sort of comes out with these things, and he was talking to about rugs, and he said he's he's the best wide receiver. Just watch this really? space, and I think he's he's talking about the speed as you touched on. He's just got great speed, but he's a very good route runner, which people dismiss because he's quick. Um, yeah. And I think for Oakland, they've they've got some good players now with Waller and Henfro. Yeah. Got Josh Jacobs a running back. They're slowly building the team. As we touched on last week, though, it just depends on what they want to do at quarterback um, with with Carl and Mariota, whether they still believe in Carl or not. Defensively, they've brought in some players as well through free agency. Uh, we didn't touch on too much uh, last week, um, yep. which we were told by the reporter. Um, <laughs> so, here's your section, buddy. You've got a bit longer on here. And we're giving all the love to Henry Ruggs as well. Yeah, I, I like the pick. Um, yeah. The cornerback was an interesting one, as we touched on, didn't we? Because um, at the time, where there was there was a debate between who's the third best corner. So mm. we'll see whether uh, Gruden's got this one right. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's exciting times. I think it's you know, if you're a Vegas uh, Vegas fan, uh, I know loads of people refer to them still as Oakland, but uh, I think you know the same way people's got to stop calling uh, the Rams St. Louis or, or San Diego Chargers. I think you're going to start getting yeah. used to Las Vegas Raiders here. I mean, I, I think they're doing, I think they're doing well, uh, and I think you know they're exciting. You've got a new stadium. There's certainly a lot of buzz for the fans, and uh, you know, a whole new a whole new fan base to, to follow. Uh, and for all those trips you ever make to Vegas, I'm sure most people are going to be loving to going going down to the new stadium which looks fantastic by the way um i hope that's uh, enough coverage for you mr reporter <laughs> um, <laughs> there we go there we go there we go um and then moving on to um another team that's going to be in a new stadium this year uh the chargers who'll be sharing with the rams at uh, the sofi stadium uh i mean they went with justin herbert uh, number six overall uh i mean they, they certainly needed to address the Q- qb position didn't they so um uh, other than that, and including that, how do you how do you think they went for them? Yeah, they traded up as well to get the linebacker off the Patriots, didn't they? I think mm. the issue with the Chargers is they're in a win now team, um, and I'm not sure whether Herbert is going to be the quarterback to get them to the Super Bowl and win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I watched a bit of film with him. He does this sort of hesitation throw, which I don't think he can do in the NFL. So they're going to have to get that out of his system. And I just think he, him and Tyra Taylor, unfortunately, might not help the Chargers get over the line. Um, they've got everything else, great defense, great offensive line, good weapons. Um, if he can hit the ground running, this team could really take off. But um, I think there's a few things they need to sort out there. On Poten- the potentially a bit too short for, for, for Super Bowl run this year, maybe. Yeah, and I think Kansas City good. Denver's got better and Oakland got better. So it's going to be a tough division. That's going to be a tough division, AFC West. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and then uh, the guys they will be sharing the stadium with, uh, sharing the SoFi Stadium uh, out in Inglewood, um, LA. Uh, you've got the Rams now. Um, I mean, they, yep. they, they certainly had to probably go uh, running back first, and they so took uh, Cam Akers, 52 overall, uh, and then uh, Van Jefferson, who also was quite... Um, quite heavily tipped as well. And then, uh, I mean, the linebacker Terrell Lewis as well has been, uh, been given a bit of love as well. Um, I mean, I know I gave you my, uh, I guess, uh, glowing recommendation of them saying that I think they might be one of the worst teams in the league, but uh, I don't know. If, I think I'm going to stick with it. I think I'm going to stick with it. What do you think? Yeah. Again, they're one of those teams that didn't have the, the draft cap that day because they obviously went for Ramsey. I think they just went for so many players over the last three or four years. And it's just a legacy thing now where they just don't have the draft cap and they're going for a full rebuild and they had to take a running back to replace Gurley. They've done that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not keen on the Rams either. Yeah. Um, still well, we'll, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see how they do, but, um, good luck to them in a new stadium as well. Um, so we move on to the Dolphins. Well, that stadium's been paid by Arsenal, right? Well, let's not go into that, mate, because uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a bit bitter. This is why, I don't know if you noticed, I'm making a point of talking about the stadium, because apparently it was meant to cost only $2 billion, and now I think the cost has gone up to about $6 billion. So uh, guess where that money's coming from, uh, from yeah. Arsenal's failures, basically. But uh, anyway, Stan Kroenke, if you're listening to this, give us some more money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, going on to the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, that you know they, they came in with coming, you know, effectively the biggest, you know, stock of first, second round picks over this year and, and even next year. I mean, they they've taken Tua, who uh, actually I think I won my bet with you on that, didn't I? Better better, did. better cash in my bet there. But uh, Tua Tua is certainly certainly exciting. Um, you know, uh, I think he's great. I mean, obviously he's had his injuries issues. 
Um, but, you know, uh, potentially it could work out for him there. I'm, I'm excited to see him. Uh, you know, it's certainly not a team, um, like, you know, definitely in love with or anything like that. Not a second or third team, but, uh, you know, I'd like to see him do good. And, uh, you know, he comes from a nice Pacific family as well. So it'd be, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, what do you think uh, they've done there? I think they've done the right choice taking two. Uh, that was... That was the conversation, wasn't it? Whether they should take him or someone else. Um, they can just not play him for a year. Doesn't matter. They can just play yeah. Fitzpatrick or Rosen. Doesn't matter. They're not going to get in the playoffs. Uh, and they've made some good acquisitions throughout. It's just it's just a question with when teams do these sort of max draft outs because they lost Fitzpatrick, they lost uh, Tunsil. Have they recruited the right players to replace them? A bit like Khalil Mack, you know. Does it all help? So, um, well, I think apparently done quite well, and I think they they look good, Miami. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting forward, to see what they forward. do. Um, we'll move uh, swiftly on to uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, are actually a team I quite enjoy. Uh, I like to see them do well. They they went with the twenty second pick overall, which was uh, the LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um, which uh, again, uh, you know, I think it's a pretty good pick. I mean, they certainly needed to address that with uh, Diggs moving on. So they're going to need someone on the other side uh, with with Thielen, um, and I mean they they seem to have had an endless number of uh, picks there, and 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 they've uh, they've certainly used those. I mean, they also went with a QB late in the to pick two hundred and forty four in Nate Stanley, but uh, that's an interesting one. But what do you think? What do you think uh, this is going to come out with? Yeah, so they had the most picks in the Vikings, yeah. um, as you touched on. But Jefferson was the right pick, I felt. Um, with Diggs going, they had to replace that wide receiver. It's just a question of what they do with him and Feeling because they're both playing a similar position. But yeah, I think you know they had to rebuild. They've lost Rhodes, they've lost Griffin, they've lost a couple of others in defense. So whether these youngsters can come in, um, I just think you know to be an NFC Super Bowl worthy team, they're a bit short, but um, they're going in the right direction. And I like Delvin Cook next year as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll certainly be. He, I think he's the one to get. He he'll certainly be featuring in our uh, running back podcast. That's you to come, um, right, Maka, Um I'm sure you've been keeping tabs on the alphabet, but we're coming up to the New England Patriots. I'm just not going to say anything here. You how can, long? You how long are you left? Do, do, do you know what? So you know how I've given you a minute. I've given you a minute for every other team. I'm going to allow you free reign. Go ahead. No, no. I think I think New England turned up and just didn't give two Fs about this draft. <laughs> I mean, Bilicek had his dog out, you know. It's just, he wasn't even know, there, was he? I mean, we took a kicker in the fifth round instead of taking <laughs> um, Froome at quarterback. I just, I think it just shows where the Patriots are. They they beefed yeah. up a very good defense already. Yeah. Um, and I think they're just there to say, right, you're going to have to score two touchdowns because that's how many we're scoring. Um, yeah. We've got nothing on offense. Absolutely zero. Are we trying to get a top 10 pick next year? I think so. And I've said that last two or three weeks now. So, um, yeah, I think I think that you can see that from that, you know, with them picking, uh, you know, uh, I guess fortifying that defence so much more, you know, potentially getting that top 10 pick. And if it's not going to be number one, I'm sure you can use something to trade uh, and, and get your guy, Lawrence, who I know you guys are very keen on. So, um, yeah, yeah, a bit of a strange trade, but I guess... You know, all all dynasties, all all good things come to an end for something. And you know, I think unfortunately, just um, this uh, immediate period for the Patriots probably just, might be yeah. might be dead. Yeah, it might. Um, it's rebuild. We need a couple of years of just bad years, basically. Yeah. Um, 
And then, uh, unless you've got anything else, and then pal, you know, definitely <laughs> make sure you can talk about that as much as you want. But uh, uh, unless you've got anything else, then uh, right. So we'll mo- we'll move on to the Saints. Uh, you know, who, who certainly were one of your and mine both uh, kind of fav- one of the favourites go go through the NFC um, uh, for next year as well. I mean, that they they they're twenty fourth overall pick. And uh, they they'd taken uh, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan, yeah. um, who you know looks good, looks very good. From uh, I'll be honest, with you, I've not seen a lot of him. I didn't watch many videos, but uh, from the kind of analysis I've read about him, he he, uh, he seems like he could be quite interesting for them. It's what they needed. Um, I think if you look at the Saints, they are the team that's got everything, and they recruited Sanders and Jenkins as well to cover a few areas. So he's he's ideal for them because he needs some offensive line help. It's Jameis Winston I'm excited about. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Well, I mean, it, it's weird because they've obviously still got Taysom Hill as well, haven't they? So Yeah, I can see Winston being chucked in there for some occasional plays and making bomb plays. Uh, <laughs> and just that... I mean, I think it's a great trade for the Saints. I know we're going to, don't want to say too much about it on this podcast, but I think it's a great trade for the Saints because he can have a year to learn with Drew Brees and Peyton. And I just look forward to the prospect of him throwing the ball to Michael Thomas. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. <laughs> Can't be wait for that. Can't wait for that. <sighs> we'll be fun. We'll be fun. Um, the Giants. Um, so they they picked uh, Andrew Thomas number four overall, uh, which yeah. was probably what they always needed to do. Doesn't look like they've done anything ridiculous there. And then they took uh, Xavier McKinney number thirty six overall as well with their with their next pick. Um, I think I think I think people expected them to hit the uh, offensive line early on, and which they did. Um, I guess with with Andrew Thomas, but. Um, Again, they're kind of one of those teams where you know, just I'd love them to do good just to allow Saquon Barkley to shine. But uh, you know, what what do you, what do you think, pal? Yeah, they tried to trade back, didn't they, from that position? But yeah, I think yeah. they did the right thing to get throw up that offensive line. Helps Barkley, helps Jones. Defensively, they they made some changes in the in the free agency with Martinez and Bradbury, so they worked on that. And I think uh, McKinney, the safety, is a great pickup. Uh, yeah, in the second round. So yeah, I like the Giants. They've done some good moves, um, and um, I'm quite high on Barkley this year. Yeah, <laughs> as okay. always. You, you but, can uh, see more high than you, last year. You can you can see we're building up for our running back podcast. I think this might be my third reference to it, but uh, anyway, uh, we'll come back to that. Um, so the Jets. Um, I actually think that they've done not too bad uh, in the, in the draft. They took Mecky Beckton. Uh, defensive tackle uh, at number 11 overall uh, and then picked Denzel Mims uh, who they got at number 59 probably, probably was you know if, if, if wide receiver certainly where they wanted to go after Anderson going uh, probably is one of the best available at that point but um, I mean I guess they probably have, have you know addressed the two points that they probably needed to but hard, hard to see them doing really well um, in, in, in the uh, in the AFC East yeah I think I think there was talks of them maybe pushing for a wide receiver because they had the choice to get a good wide receiver this year. Um, but they, they trusted the draft um, in terms of the amount of wide receivers there was to take the best offensive line, which they did at the time. I like Livion Bell. I think this helps Livion Bell because all free agency they've done is improved the offensive line. <clears throat> I think just the question with the Jets, as you touched on, is are they going to be good enough? It's, it's going to come down to Darnold and Case. Um, is Darnold a good quarterback? I'm not sure. And is Adam Case a good coach? I'm definitely not. 100% not certain <laughs> on that. So I think they're well short of the Bills. Um, and, yeah. Um, 
I think they might even finish below the Patriots, even though you guys are tanking it. Let's look at that. Right. And then um, moving uh, back to the NFC with the Eagles. Uh, and I mean, their first pick was a wide receiver. So so maybe the uh, the Dallas uh, conspiracies uh, might be right. I mean, they, they took Jalen Rager, number 21 overall. So, you know, maybe they did want... Um, Maybe they did want to pick CD Lamb. So, uh, have has uh, Jerry Jones got uh, got the, has got one over the Eagles? Um, I don't know. What do you think? A hundred percent, hundred percent. And apparently, it's down to um, remember Dallas, Dallas got that. It's gone to oh, the yeah. Eagles. The Eagles took him um, instead of the Cowboys, um, even though they had Zach Ertz. So, it's a bit of um, one for one there. A bit um, of a back and forth with them, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but again, Eagles very similar to other teams. They're just they're good, but not great, and they're not awful. So they're always in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So they don't seem to get enough draft cap to make a big splash. But I think the wide receivers where they needed to go, and I think they've made the right yeah. pick. So. Well, they took they took um, Jalen Hurts, uh, number fifty three overall as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that must be a bit of backup for um, Carson Wentz. Yes, and also they didn't take a running back. So I know we're talking about this podcast coming up, but uh, Tom, yeah, <laughs> Tom, this looks um, very good. <laughs> it does look interesting. Um, and then uh, staying in the state of Pennsylvania, the mighty, mighty Pittsburgh Steelers. What even there? <laughs> look, um, here's here's my here's my like free raid I'm allowed to have with them, right? So Chase Claypool was our was our I guess first pick because obviously we used uh, our our first couple of picks for. Uh, well, first pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, so we've got Chase Claypool, who, you know, he's massive. I think he's like, sitting at, like, uh, something ridiculous. He's got a wingspan, which is going to be good. He's got the speed that, you know, we just haven't had for a while. I mean, it looks like Steelers have certainly addressed in the offensive side speed uh, with uh, Anthony McFarlane as well, running back. The running back bit, I, I know... Um, you know, without sounding like a broken record and referencing our running back podcast, but it seems like it's probably going to be a bit of a committee there. Um, you know, Connor seems like he's, you know, he's certainly the guy, but you know, with his injuries, looks like you know that could be could be interesting there. And and this McFarlane fellow doesn't look too bad. Um, I mean, if you, I, I, I'm going to make a bold statement here. If you if you look at the last two drafts, so this one in the previous year, who's probably had the best drafts out of the last two? I'm going to go as bold and say it's probably us. Uh, we've got Devin Bush last year, ends up getting Minka Fitzpatrick this year, uh, along with all the other picks that we've had. So, we, you know, we've we've gone from being a really quite poor team. And I think last year, you know, I think we finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Would we have finished 8-8 eight and eight without Devin Bush and Minka Fitzpatrick? I very much doubt it. I reckon we probably would have been like a 4-12 and 12 team. Um so uh, basically, I don't think we've had the best. I don't think we've had the best draft this year. But if you if you kind of consider that we've got Minka Fitzpatrick, um, I think I think I think we'll be all right uh, defensively. Anyway, um, we also picked up about ten XFL players. So it'll be interesting to see um, uh, see how they go. See how It'd be interesting to get your opinion. I know I know I, I have a very biased view on them, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what you think. No, I think you touched on the right thing. If you look at draft picks, you've got to look at who you traded for, right? Which was Fitzpatrick. So he effectively was your first pick. I think the question is always with the Steelers is what's happening with Roethlisberger? Is he going to play? And if he plays, this whole team is a completely different animal. Yeah. Completely different yeah. animal. <laughs> he, he, can, he can do really well, can't he, if, if we have the defense, him there? Your defense is great. Your offensive line is great. He's going to make plays. Um, if he can. Doesn't matter do. who the receivers is. <laughs> so. He will. He'll make plays. Um, 
Right, the 49ers, San Francisco. Um, I mean, I've I think after post draft, the amount I've heard about Javon Kinlaw um, is uh, all good. Um, is what I've been hearing anyway. I, I, you know, you can. I'm sure you're going to tell me otherwise now after you made that comment. But uh, I've been hearing that you know he's uh, he's, he's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, and I mean, otherwise, you know, they don't have that many picks. Uh, and you know, again, they're a pretty good team, I think, regardless. Anyway, interesting. That I took a tight end, um, but I guess probably probably need it as a bit of uh, I guess depth. But um, I'm going to let you come in with the Javon Kinlaw part. No, I think it's just it's just a question of what they traded to have him, which was Butner. So you go, yeah. well, you've got someone who's established and probably the best in his position. Yeah. And you're taking a rookie chance, which I think is a bit of a gamble, and I don't I don't particularly get it. Um, yeah. The other issue for him is apparently he would have been a top ten pick, but he's had some issues with his knees. Yeah. And that's not good for a defensive lineman. So I think there's a there's a real risk there that this could be a bit of a blow for them especially what they gave away for him. Um, mm. and, and the other question really for the 49ers was, that, I mean, should they have taken CeeDee Lamb? Should they have taken Judy when they had the opportunity there at uh, pick 14 or 13, whatever it was, mm. um, for, for the improvement of wide receiver? I know they got one later on, but um, they, be again, to see. again, they're a Super Bowl team. They should have yeah. done everything they could to be the best next year, not yep. future. So, Yeah. Absolutely, agree with you there. I, I, I certainly be exciting to see what they do next year, uh, and, and you know, think they'll be up there as well. Seattle, um, interesting one. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I I didn't watch, I didn't keep too too many tabs on them. Uh, a lot of the so-called experts seem to think that it was a bit of a middling draft for them. They seem to be a bit of a middling team uh, as well. With all respect, you know, I, I do actually really like the Seahawks, and uh, but yeah, what's your opinions on them? Yeah, again, they're a bit similar to the Eagles and the Falcons. The other teams have touched on. They're just they're good, but not awful. So they're all in the middle. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just it ruins their draft cap, and um, they have to make sure to get the right players. They're going to be good again next year, solid enough. Russell Wilson's great, but um, again, are they going to make the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> Probably so, not. Um, yeah. The draft is okay. Yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah. I think they're a bit short, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, right. Moving moving swiftly on to Tampa Bay, who seem to be probably our most exciting team uh, of the uh, of the new, of the new year coming up. Um, but their draft was interesting. Um, what do you think of that? They had to get some offensive tackles. They've done that. Um, mm-hmm. Tell Brady they got gone cows. I mean, they got everything. The only thing that yeah. Tampa Bay is going to be struggling with next year is the secondary and their running back. Mm-hmm. I know they draft their running back. Um, but I still think they're a bit short there. Keishawn Vaughn was yeah. that running back. Yeah. yeah, I think I think whoever emerges between him and Jones will be great for fantasy. But um, initially, it's going to be a bit of a horrible situation. But I think overall, is Brady still got it? Mm, be interesting. Um, see what they do. Um, right, moving on to uh, Papa Max team, uh, Tennessee Titans. What do you yep. think there? Uh, <clears throat> I think they've done all they they can do really because they've, mm. they've they've tied Henry well to go to a franchise tag. Um, but um, I think they'll be a better team next year because I think Smith and AJ Brown will be better. Uh, they had to get an offensive lineman. They've done that, but um, yeah, I think they'll be solid tie-ins. I don't think they they're going anywhere fast. Yeah. I think 
Kansas City is always going to outdo them, though, unfortunately. Yeah. AFC. But yeah. um, I think they'll be the top team in the AFC South. Um, Definitely see them in the playoffs. Um, and, yeah. and maybe they can kick off from there. Uh, and then finally, probably our uh, pr- probably probably the team that's actually going to end up with Lawrence in the following year, um, the Redskins. Finally, um, I mean they took they took Chase Young overall, uh, which obviously is a fantastic pick. Uh, and they went with uh, they went with uh, running back in their second for their second pick as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, is Chase Young really going to change the team? But I mean, I guess you could say how much Bosa changed the 49ers. Uh, or was it Bosa? You know um, that changed the 49ers' fortunes last time. I mean, I mean, can can uh, Chase Young uh, turn their fortunes around? I think he can. Um, I just think the 49ers had a better offense than Redskins. That's the only difference. Um, mm. I think Redskins going to just rebuild. Ron uh, Ron Riviera is going to have to take some time, but they've got a good defensive line, good defense. It's just to take a bit of time now with the offense. So um, they're yeah. gonna, they're in full rebuild. Um, yeah, so. be interesting to see where they go. Um, so that concludes a bit of a snapshot roundup. Um, what we'll probably do is uh, we'll get Maka to do uh, kind of his uh, top ten highlight picks of the draft and his probably top ten worst picks um, as well. Uh, he'll pop that onto Twitter for you guys. Uh, I haven't actually told him or asked him if he can do that, so I've just announced it here on the podcast. Yeah. So th- thank you, Maka. Well done now. <laughs> It's done now, so uh, we'll get that guys. We'll get that done for you guys. Um, obviously, it's been a relatively long podcast trying to cover it all. We don't want to break it down for you guys. Um, we will be back uh, as usual, and uh, it probably looks like we've probably set it up for a running back podcast next week. But like uh, it, yeah. <laughs> but keep keep uh, keep tabs on that, and we'll, we'll keep you posted. Uh, please do keep sending in questions, etc., um, and requests, and uh, you know we'll make sure we are um, as uh, I guess. Apparent on Twitter and Instagram as well. Mac, Mac will be sending a lot of stuff your way. Um, I'm going to finish the podcast with uh, our usual riddle, um, and uh, you know, Mac, uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with one I picked out for you here. Uh, so if you're ready for this, mate. Um, so here, here, right here we go. You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what has to be broken before you can use it? Did, did, did you know that? No, I just guessed. Is that right? That's actually right. Okay, <laughs> mate, you literally got that immediately. Wow, this is this. There you go. This is a DTTV journey. First, guys, Macca's got the riddle straight away, and I'm fairly certain he didn't cheat because he didn't have time to type that in. Uh, well, <laughs> depends what you mean by cheat. Because I was looking at um, a box of eggs as you said it. Oh god! So um, maybe it's so luck, maybe... Luck, of the, luck of the draw. Okay, fine, fine, right. Okay, so so next week I'm gonna I'm gonna stay off the easy riddles. We're gonna go back to some of the harder ones then. I think I'm two um, one up, two one up on the video. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll let you have two one, but uh, we'll, we'll put an asterisk next to one of the one of the cheating ones. Um, <laughs> Maka, um, hey, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. I know it's been a fairly rushed podcast for you guys, um, and uh, but we've managed to fit everything in there. It's been exciting. The draft's fun. Nice to have something back in reality. Um, unless you've got anything else, Maka, um, I think that's we'll leave it there for this week. Ah, yeah, all good, all good. All right, well, guys, stay safe, stay home. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 